Okay, guys, uh, crypto market is running. Uh, some of you have stopped sweating, um, and I think it's a good time to get Thomas Lobin on. As promised, guys, I told you I'm going to get a tax expert in regarding crypto. Um, this is our guy. I'm going to give Thomas uh, a quick few minutes to introduce himself, give you guys a little bit of idea of what he's been up to the last year. You would have seen some articles, uh, a lot of presence uh, in terms of business, what's happening in the crypto market legislation. But without further ado, Thomas, welcome and uh, please introduce yourself to the listeners. Uh, thanks, Chris. Uh, so I'm head of crypto asset tax at Tax Consulting South Africa. Uh, we've been involved in the space for a while effectively helping taxpayers with their obligations in calculating crypto profits and losses, navigating the difficult tax legal territory that comes with crypto, and generally raising awareness in the market as to the fact that this is a thing and how to navigate it. And it doesn't have to be a big, scary bugger bear. Um, and that's more or less what we do here. Big question, I think, that's on everyone's lips. Why all the, the legislation and regulation on crypto? Why, is, why are um, reserve banks and federal reserves and institutions trying to slam so hard uh, down on the crypto market? Well, there are a couple of reasons. Uh, first and foremost is, unfortunately, the amount of fraud that happens in the crypto space. A lot of the regulation that we've seen introduced at sub level uh, in this regard, for example, has been reactionary uh, is what it's looked like. Uh, further than that, uh, crypto is an area that's difficult to surveil for authorities. So in order to really protect the South African fiscus from large scale capital flight in the form of crypto leading, leaving South Africa uh, or uh, taxpayers, people in South Africa coming to harm through these fraudulent schemes, etc. Regulation is seen as an important thing. It's just difficult striking a middle ground between regulation and over-regulation. Okay, so it is actually for the consumer's protection um, because the majority of scams, which I've seen, even Ponzi's, everything is done in crypto uh, for obvious reasons. Um, if you don't know by now, then I think it's time to to have a look into that but um like you said it's finding that middle ground of not trying to just kill the entire market but to rather facilitate something where the actual base case of crypto can be used and not smothered with all of the regulation um, and with all of the compliance one thing i do want to chat about and i think let's chat chat about that quite early on is the actual capital gains and losses on your crypto portfolio um i'm talking out of correction and you can uh, you can assist me here but is it uh, a legal requirement to report your gains and your losses to SARS at this stage it absolutely is as much as it always has been so in terms of the gains how do you how, what's the process does it um basically factor with your um income in a year does it get aggregated with that is it seen uh, as an investment uh, is it seen as an asset what what asset class or how, how is it actually getting taxed 
Well, your starting point will be first to determine whether or not your crypto is capital or revenue in nature. Uh, and then secondly, you need to figure out whether a taxable event has occurred. Uh, shortcut method for crypto, a tax event is any transaction where you sell crypto for fiat, doesn't matter if you withdraw from the exchange. If you swap for another crypto, even if one of them is a stable coin, that's a taxable transaction. Uh, or if you lose crypto, for example, or swap it out for goods and services. Another place where crypto tax arises is where you earn crypto as a reward. For example, interest or staking rewards or mining rewards. Uh, the earning of that crypto, the monetary value at the time that it becomes yours, is what you is what is taken into account for tax purposes. So, keeping in mind, is it capital? Is it revenue? In almost the overwhelming majority of cases, it's revenue, which means that your crypto, which are assets. They're treated as trading stock in that case, almost like stock on the okay. shelves of a store. Whereas capital is more of a long-term focus, you know, for keeps or specifically to make some other kind of income from it. So if you staked a coin to derive reward tokens, uh, and as you say, you aggregate those gains and losses at the end of the tax year, and whatever that profit amount is, if it's revenue in nature, which it mostly is, it's added to your other taxable income. Your tax bracket is determined from there and you pay the tax on it accordingly. But let's say, for instance, you, you keep it in crypto um, and you don't actually transfer it back to fiat. Now, obviously, crypto is very volatile um, and the value of it can drop by 20, 30% in a month. Um, and now, let's say, for instance, you're doing your reporting, um, it's tax season, it's getting close to the end of tax season, and you've, you've had, a say, 100% gain on that crypto. Now you actually pay the tax on that. But let's say, for instance, you don't take your actual crypto to basically pay the tax, you use some of your fiat. But now, two months down the line, you're actually down maybe 60%. Um, do you still pay the tax even though you haven't transferred it or basically converted it back to fiat? Yes, you do. Remember, okay. it's it's the values of these of these assets at the time that the transaction happens. Okay. And I have a very good example here. Uh, say I'm a Ferrari salesman, and a customer walks into the store, sees a five million rand Ferrari, and says listen, I don't have cash to give you, but I do have a house that's worth the price of this car. I could give you the house instead. You know, you'd argue that the value of a house could also go up or down. But just because I'm paid in a house and there's no fiat involved doesn't mean that I found the ultimate tax loophole. Makes perfectly sense. So that's the, that's the risk you take uh, on that. Um, now, the other question is, let's say, for instance, You've been in the crypto space for years and um, let's say for six, seven years, you've done a lot of dealings in crypto and now all of a sudden you want to get your house in order. How far back does this go? Do you just forget about what happened there in the past or do you try and go back to say, okay, look, Thomas, um, starting seven years ago, this is the chain of transactions 
uh, let's try and reconcile it or do you start fresh and this i think this is an honest question some guys are just too afraid to say flip i've been dealing in crypto for six seven years legitimately um, but i haven't done reporting how do i get my house in order now you know it's a it's a bitter pull for 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 many crypto investors to swallow when when they get around to sorting out their tax affairs but you have to go back to the beginning uh, firstly crypto has always been subject to tax and you know there has despite popular belief there has been SARS guidance on this at least going back to April 2018 going back to 2014 from uh, reserve bank level but in order for you to understand what your liability in, let's say, this tax year is, you also have to understand that there was an opening stock. There was crypto that you held already at one second past midnight on the day the tax year began. And what, what were your holdings then? What was the value? What was the cost that you incurred for those holdings on that date? So you have to go all the way back to when you first acquired crypto and followed the, follow the numbers up until the relevant tax year that you're determining the tax for and every year along the way in order to properly account for the tax. And from there, the question that most people will definitely need to speak to a professional, even if not myself about, is how do I take this to SARS now without throwing myself very deeply into trouble? If it's a voluntary disclosure program application, objection, or simply resubmitting returns, every situation will be different at that point. Okay, awesome. Another question I wanted to ask as well is, uh, let's say, for instance, because I see this is now the case, everyone uh, transferring uh, crypto, potentially offshore, um, potentially Mauritius, some, I would say, I wouldn't really say tax havens, but everyone, there's like this cliche going around, oh, my stuff's offshore, it's in Mauritius, it's in an offshore account, uh, all of this. Is there really a benefit or is it just better getting your house in order locally um, and keeping it uh, custodian yeah, in SA? I would I would actually take a middle of the road approach and say six of one half a dozen of the other. Uh, you know you can hold your crypto where it works for you, but understand that if you're uh, if you're liable to tax in South Africa, uh, we call it a tax resident. You're subject to tax on your worldwide income. It doesn't matter where your crypto is held where it moves to, where fiat goes from, where it goes to, what bank accounts you hold, uh, all must be disclosed to SARS anyway. And their investigation powers do extend globally. So they are able to find this as well. So it's best to just get your house in order, wherever your assets are, let them lay where they lay. As long as that's permitted, it's fine, but definitely do get your house in order. Uh, this one uh, is a little bit off the topic. Uh, it's regarding NFTs. Um, and I don't know, maybe I'm throwing you in the deep end here. But uh, I, I read a thread on, on Twitter where the guy said, I say, let's say, for instance, Chris, I create my own NFT. I list it um, on the NFT market for, let's say, 50,000 US dollars. 
I buy my own NFT back after listing it. So it shows as the last paid price is $50,000. Then I relist it again. But let's say I relist it for, say, $25,000. And I actually sell it for $25,000. Then on a reporting basis, it shows that I've actually made a $25,000 loss. Selling my own NFT, creating my own market, um, is that something that guys are doing? Because remember, the base case for crypto as well was for untraced transactions, um, facilitating various things that I'm not going to mention on the podcast for, for us to not get shadow banned on this. But uh, exactly the same thing with NFTs again. There's various loopholes that guys are using for reporting and to launder money. Um, is that something that you've come across uh, or seen maybe in an article where guys do that for reporting? Yeah, I'm going to ballet dance around the answer here. Um, yeah, it is something that we see. In fact, we see a lot of a lot of people try a lot of very strange things. Um, you know, and sometimes they seem to be effective, but then they get caught at some point, and the the the, the trick is unraveling what actually happened because it as it turns out this person didn't quite realize why they got caught out like the guy who buys his own nft for for fifty thousand dollars where did that money go to is it still something that you hold somewhere a diligent auditor does find that um it's not as easy unless you already have a very robust knowledge of the the financial laws and the way things work uh, to to do that effectively but nevertheless every day we see guys try and either a very quick discussion shows them why it won't work or in the alternative they come back to us once SARS has found out you're very involved with uh, with a lot of the legislation and um, everything that's going around regarding crypto. What's next? What's the next big thing that crypto investors need to look out for in terms of um, legislation, in terms of regulation? Um, what's on the cards? What's the next big thing that's maybe going to disrupt uh, the market or that guys don't necessarily know about, but that they should maybe just keep in the back of their heads? going into this year where i doubt that we're going to be seeing any legislative changes in the next year from now uh, around crypto tax uh, but what we can expect to see is more regulation around the movement of crypto and how crypto asset service providers work with the market and more refinement around when you can or cannot send crypto abroad hopefully better definitions about when crypto is held inside South Africa versus outside for exchange control and similar. Uh, further than that, what you can absolutely expect to see, because we've seen a definite trend over the past two years in this regard, is compliance enforcement from SARS. Every year they've been getting sharper and sharper. In fact, last year we saw uh, not just the introduction of crypto on tax return forms in 2020, but in 2021, SARS reached out to crypto asset service providers to collect taxpayer information directly. Now, while we haven't seen any prosecutions, 
uh, with the NPA happen yet that have been referred to them by SARS. We can now start seeing a few news items later this year, I would expect, uh, or just word from SARS about how non-compliance with crypto won't be tolerated and further evolution into their auditing mechanisms, moving more into social media, moving more across borders, utilizing double tax agreements that South Africa has in place. That we should expect to be seeing this year. So in effect, less places to hide. And if you're already non-compliant, you it'll feel like the walls are closing in on you, uh, but that's the wrong way to go about it. It's more a case of this year, likely you will need to get your house in order, whether you like it or not. Quick question. Um, let's say, for instance, I, I know a lot of crypto enthusiasts that don't even keep fiat. Um, and you're doing your tax and you need to pay a certain amount. Can you pay SARS with crypto? Do they actually have a crypto wallet where you can pay your tax returns in crypto? Uh, no. Um, <laughs> tax can only be paid in, in South African rands. Okay. But funnily enough, we've seen, we've seen a vicious cycle happen where... Uh, investors have to liquidate some of their crypto to pay the tax on their on their trades. And because they've liquidated crypto now, there's more tax that they need to account for there. Um, uh, so it's basically a, a chain, a loop, almost <laughs> like a loop happening. Um, now, it was just yeah. th something I thought of now, like uh, the SARS actually have a crypto wallet. One thing that is very interesting is that last year, Jerome Powell, um, in one of the FOMC meetings during the press conference, he said that the Federal Reserve is actually busy with their own cryptocurrency. Um, and I think it was basically three, four years, every time the question popped up, um, no comment, no comment. And then last year was the first time we said, look, we are busy developing uh, our, our own cryptocurrency. Now my question is, have you heard any rumors of other reserve banks that are also potentially developing their own cryptocurrency, um, maybe even locally. Has Saab mentioned anything where they said, look, guys, maybe it's time to get on the trend. Let's develop our own cryptocurrency? It's actually a very interesting question you ask. There is, There was a news item a while ago, although not much since then, uh, last year, that South Africa is uh, in a sandbox phase with its own crypto, uh, except unlike most cryptos and as many would argue the very ethos of cryptocurrency uh, this would be a centralized crypto that they're busy experimenting with and researching and developing so we'll see where that leads and what the use case behind it will be um, we can only hope that with the blockchain powering it, it it breeds more transparency whatever they apply it towards Last question, and then I'm quickly going to touch on what we're going to talk about on the next podcast, because I just wanted to introduce you guys to Thomas. But uh, what is your outlook? Do you have a positive outlook for crypto? Uh, negative? Do you think all of this regulation is going to be a positive for price? And we're not holding it. It's not financial advice, guys. This is purely opinion. Uh, this is for entertainment purposes. So do as you like. But uh, I'm just asking an opinion here from Thomas. So please do not take anything we say as financial advice and do seek your own financial advice with your financial advisor just to get that disclaimer out of the way. I appreciate that, Chris. 
Uh, you know, it very much depends on what crypto assets we're talking about and what their use cases are this year, but I'm bullish on crypto. Uh, ironically, the more you see regulation take place, as long as it's not restricting ownership of crypto, it tends to be very good for crypto. You know, a few weeks after it's introduced, as people start understanding it and what it means for them. And if it's for their protection, then it could only be a good thing. I think we're going to see a lot of interesting things around crypto. Uh, we're going to see some countries completely banning it again, uh, as always seems to be the case. But in general, it really is something that you should be looking at with a longer term focus, not just on the daily. Guys, uh, on the next podcast, I'm having Thomas on hopefully next week again. And we're actually going to talk about, I think we're going to start with where do you start uh, getting your house in order? What are the first steps that you need to take? Um, and then after that, how to properly structure um, your portfolio. There are various ways um, to take some advantage of the various tax laws and rules that there are. Thomas, I believe uh, we've had a little bit of a discussion on that. Um, so we're going to dig into a, a few options that you have to not maybe keep your crypto in your personal portfolio maybe registering a business or whatever. Um, and then at the end, also look at the various advantages of these various processes that you can take to get your tax in order. Um, so that's going to be a little bit of a more in-depth discussion. Um, I do believe it's going to be very valuable for crypto investors, especially new crypto investors and also guys that have been around the block. I think a lot of guys just shy away of this conversation. It's almost like that, uh, that thing you don't want to look at because then you have to face it. So unseen, unheard, I'm not going to look at tax regarding crypto. I'm just going to fly along and hopefully one day everything clears out. Unfortunately, that's not the case, guys. Um, I think handle it now instead of later. Thomas, I really want to thank you for your time. Um, I think it was very insightful. Uh, I'm looking very forward to, to the next one where we're actually going to get into the crux of, of the crypto, how to structure. And I think that is where there's going to be a lot of value. But even, even this call, a lot of value. Thank you so much. Um, and looking forward to our next one. Appreciate it, Chris. Good to be here.